it's like a, a scene out of a Hallmark movie. Really, it is, because it really does look like that. It's under the oaks, literally. We have a parade. We have the carnival. We have the shopping. We have music. There's food. I mean, you can act like you're living in a movie scene. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Raynard. And I'm Jillian Corder. We're excited to bring you the authentic stories and experiences of Southwest Louisiana with all the tools you need to build your own personal Lake Charles itinerary. And we've got another perfect show for you today. Episode 31. We're talking Christmas here in Southwest Louisiana, specifically Christmas Under the Oaks. Nita K. Loop, she's on the board of directors there with the Holiday House in Sulphur. She joins us here on the show to talk about that jolly time of the year. You know that time with that guy with the white beard and the red suit. Yeah, I know delivers him. Delivers all those presents. Santa. Yeah, Santa. I know him. You, you do? I do. Yeah, well, we're talking not necessarily Santa, but the Christmas season and the festival there. In Sulphur, a fun, fun show. You don't want to miss it. And we begin the show, as always, with a taste of Southwest Louisiana in a segment that we call On the Eats. You know the drill by now, of course, On the Eats part of the show where we talk food here in Southwest Louisiana, a local restaurant, and giving you the lowdown on what to get and sometimes how to order it. Today, we head by the Brickhouse Creamery in Sulphur. The Brick House is like any traditional creamery where they have all of their ice creams on display. They've got 32 different Bluebell flavors. They've also got all of their cheesecakes on display as well, and they have a variety of options there too. But it's a really cute place. It's got a black and white aesthetic going on. Um, great little place to stop and have lunch. It's just so nostalgic, right? You walk into that building and you know exactly what they're going to have on the menu, the type of ice cream that you're going to get, and it really just kind of brings you back to being a kid again. Yeah, it's real. It's really great, and of course, we got to eat their food too—not just the ice cream, not just the desserts, but man, those are good too. Well, I guess so. I mean, thirty-two different bluebell ice cream flavors, which you know, if you're from the South and Louisiana, you know bluebell, and there's it's held to such a high standard, and they've got thirty-two different flavors there. They of course do like sundays and splits, cones, shakes, malts, floats, all the traditional ice cream fairs, but they also have things like cheesecakes and beignets, and specialty coffees, and it's all on display for you to see what when you walk in, so you kind of know exactly what you're going to get, and all of them are exquisite. I was expecting a lot out of a creamery, right? You expect the ice cream and the desserts to be on point. What surprised me, though, is how good the food is, too. Oh, for sure. You know, cheeseburgers, they've got stuff like chicken and waffles, fried seafood. That's why I like, they, they just have a bunch of really interesting items on the menu. Your classics, like your burgers, yeah, but then you have like chicken and waffles. That's right. And really interesting sandwiches too. And you ordered pretty interesting one, one that I haven't seen before. The Cajun two-step, it's crawfish. They saute it in butter with, you know, some seasonings like cayenne pepper. And then they put some pepper jack cheese on it and American cheese. They'll add uh, grilled onions and mayo there to the Texas toast, which was phenomenal. Everything that you want in toast was there, right? The the butter, the nice crisp, but yet it was still soft on the inside. And it was like, what did we call it the other day? The, the adult grilled cheeses is kind of what it is in a way. Mm-hmm. And it had so much flavor um, and it was so cheesy. 
and you taste the crawfish and the cheese. It's just perfect. You had one of those classic grilled cheese moments where you cut it down the middle and then you spread the you just cheeses apart. The cheese. What do they call it the cheese pool. The cheese pool. Oh, and it was yeah. spectacular. And of course, those seasoned waffle fries that come with it. Uh, that some people call them Cajun fries. Uh, but they were really good, super crispy, perfect as well. For a place that you expect the dessert to be perfect, they come and offer the food that matches the quality. And that, I think, was such a highlight to the trip. Back to the fries real quick. We actually had a debate about fries while we were eating there of what what form is the best of a potato, right? And I said, while I was eating those waffle fries, it is it is those waffle fries. They were delicious. They were very, very good. Now, of course, you the the, the best fry is the one in front of me, right? Right, always. <laughs> but their waffle fries truly are are very good. They're not just like a throwaway side item that just comes with the meal, but they they really complement it well. Can we talk though for a second about my smothered hamburger steak? Oh, it looked good. It was huge. Angus beef topped with grilled onions, smothered in brown gravy. It came with huge buttery. The biggest toast. piece of toast I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I think the toast that came with it was bigger than the toast for your sandwich somehow. I don't know how, but it was giant sized. It was like an inch thick. I wish I had a measure like a I would love for that bread to be used in some French toast. Mmm. I Bet you can order that there. Probably. <laughs> That's probably. I didn't see it on the menu, but it, <laughs> it might be one of those secret items. You have to like wink three times at the register. Yeah, you never know. Uh, oh, that smothered hamburger steak was so good. It's the perfect comfort food, and it feels like home, even though I don't cook that at home. It still <laughs> felt like home. It felt so good, and it filled the plate. It was a big plate, and this filled it, and it was delicious. And I wanted to make sure while we didn't order it, um, I think it's not something that you get around here often, and all the reviews of it have been very, very high. They do a lobster roll there. Yeah. Um, and so it caught my eye. I ended up going crawfish instead, but you're not going to find many places in southwest Louisiana that have lobster rolls. And so if you're kind of looking for that northeast treat with the kind of a Cajun twist on it, that's definitely the, the, the thing to order. And that's the thing there. I think they have a little something for everybody. While we were sitting there eating, a few people came up to us asking what we ordered and then showing off their plates as well because everything there is the so delicious. The burgers are huge. Yes. Burgers are huge. Yeah. One one lady showed me her burger and it was pretty impressive, got to say. Shockingly, the thing that I think I walked away most impressed with was the dessert. Are you really shocked by that? No. No, that was a sarcastic shockingly, right? Um, So we ordered the loaded beignets. Disclaimer, I'm not the biggest beignet fan. Not that I dislike them. I just, uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't go seeking out the, the, the freshest and newest beignets, right? You're not like a desserts person in general. Like you don't crave something sweet every night like some of us do. It's a problem. (laughs) And you know what? These loaded beignets hit the spot. And they're a problem, right? (laughs) They will be a problem for me. They were so pillowy soft. It's so amazing how soft and you just kind of cut right into it with a fork and you're able to kind of scoop the ice cream. So soft yet so filling. Imagine down feathers, but as a dessert. (laughs) 
<laughs> it sounds terrible, but it is amazing. Trust me. One thing I would have liked to try too is maybe some type of fruit topping. They do have some of those there and try that with the beignets. I think that would have been an interesting experiment as well. You're always trying to experiment with fruit topping on any dessert. Well, this one would have been perfect. It would have been. But what really made it to me is that scoop of classic homemade vanilla ice cream. They use the Bluebell homemade vanilla. You just can't go wrong with that. So simple. But so good. But so good. Yeah. It's, it truly is the, uh, the not actually cherry on top, but the cherry on top for every warm dessert. Yeah. Right? Is absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. These beignets have come warm. I guess we didn't really say that, but they are fresh. Mm-hmm. They're warm. Mixed with that ice cream is so good. So delicious. I'm feeling under the weather this week. You can probably tell. And now that's what I want. That's my comfort food. That's what I want are the loaded beignets from the Brickhouse Creamery. So we definitely suggest eating your entire meal there. But at the very least, if you just stop in for dessert, you're not going to be disappointed. And it's really conveniently located just off the interstate. Exit 20 off of I-10 in Sulphur. And in fact, it's practically across the street from Adventure Point. So if you're starting your trip down the Creole Nature Trail, that's the first stop as soon as you leave Adventure Point. Or visit there and then go see Adventure Point. You get the deal. So stop by the Brickhouse Creamery for lunch, dinner, or even dessert and tell us what you think. From a great meal to a great guest, we welcome on Nita K. Loop. She's the chair of the Holiday House and is on the board of directors for the Brimstone Museum in Sulphur. She's held both those roles for 20 years as she plays a big role in bringing the Christmas spirit to Southwest Louisiana each and every year. And now... She'll do the same here on Louisiana's Playground. Welcome to the show, Nita Kay. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. So you know, just as well as anybody, that Southwest Louisiana is known for big city amenities, but has that small town charm. We offer a variety of national and regional entertainment experiences for everyone to enjoy. So we first want to know, how do you play in Louisiana's Playground? So we have some rapid fire questions for you. Crawfish or gumbo? Gumbo. Oh, she just immediately, she knew the answer. I love it. I love it. Why? I, You know, I eat crawfish, I, and I do like it, uh, boiled crawfish, but um, I really prefer shrimp over crawfish, but I really like chicken and sausage gumbo. It's what I grew up on. Okay. Follow-up question. I always like to ask this one. Do you believe there's a such thing as a gumbo season? I guess to a, to an extent, but I I don't mind breaking that rule. Okay. <laughs> the correct answer was no. It's always gumbo season. Oh, well. That's that's the motto here on the show. That's the motto here okay, on the show. Okay, I, I like it. All right. Okay. Good. Good I enough go for with me. It. I, I, I feel like there is a gumbo season. This is I, where we disagree in our house. Well, I do eat gumbo outside of gumbo season, so. Okay. Next big question, though. Poolside or beachside? Beachside. And anytime you can make your way down into Cameron, I love getting away down there. Well, I don't get to go down there very often, but. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's, it's not too you should, crowded. You should put it on a weekend trip one day. I think it's I think it's more of a beach plus whatever the water is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I do too. River, anything for me. It's just whatever there's a moving body of water. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm happy. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, next. Concert or comedy show? Concert. Who are you listening to? Well, I really like 70s music. So, um, you know, I like Elton John. I like um, 
Michael Bublé, he's a favorite of mine. I've seen him in concert. He gives a, both of them. I've seen both of them. I have not seen Elton John. They are amazing. Okay. Showman. I mean, especially Michael Bublé is amazing Mm -hmm. to see in concert. Yeah. You know. um, That sounds like fun. I know that's a bucket list one for you. It It is. It is. He's, and I, I love Casey and the Sunshine Band. I love nice. uh, the Beach Boys. I've seen all of them. Um, well, Golden Nuggets' uh, recent uh, attractions have been right up your alley then, Casey and the Sunshine it's Band It's true. I'm, and... I'm probably telling everybody my age, but um, <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Those are all fun ones for sure. Well, now that we've gotten to kind of know how you enjoy your time here in Southwest Louisiana with the multitude of options of entertainment that we offer, we also offer plenty different ways to celebrate holidays, including Christmas, which is obviously most people's favorite holiday for good reason. Um, And you guys do one of the best in this entire area with the way that you guys celebrate Christmas under the oaks. What is it? Christmas Under the Oaks, it, it's a hometown festival, and it really started by the Brimstone Historical Society and SPAR we, in conjunction. We work in conjunction. Now, that was because we wanted to raise funds for our Brimstone Historical Society. So it's our major fundraiser, and our part in it is Holiday House, specifically. The other entity now is City of Sulphur. So there are three bodies taking part in the festival with the city handling like the entertainment you know that they bring in every year the live entertainment um we bring in the carnival and we also do the uh, food trucks and vendors that are on the city side but we handle booking all those food vendors but we just work together to put on the whole festival and come together as a whole and work together to make it as amazing as possible and it is, it is amazing. And it's kind of got something for everybody in all ages, right? It's true. It's really true because, you know, that we, we'll be talking a lot about all the different events that we have, but we have a parade, we have the carnival, I've already mentioned that, we have the shopping, we have music, there's food. I mean, that's all fun things, so. And I love that you say festival, it's a Christmas festival. So you still really still have that Louisiana influence in the way Christmas is even celebrated. It's not your traditional, uh, come look at the lights, sit here and then go right. on. There's way more. To There's the way more to it. And the, the thing that makes ours unique, I feel like is the setting. It's the setting. It's under the Oaks, literally under the Oaks and they're all lit up. And then the house itself, the hitting cultural center and that property is just, it's so beautiful. You know, it's iconic in our town and because of the Henning family. And it just makes the whole event, it's like a heartbeat, you know, mm-hmm. of the event. And it's just beautiful. So what can people find inside the Holiday House? Vendors. We have all kinds of different vendors inside the house. And of course, there's not enough space inside the house to actually accommodate everybody we want to have at the event. So we have tents that we put up and, and they're nice tents. They have sides to them with, you know, so that people can enjoy indoor and we have them floored. Uh, we have heaters in case that it's cold. And uh, so we make some concessions. And then we also utilize the other buildings that we've brought in. 
a nice problem to have that you have so many vendors. You can't fit them all inside. You had to spill over outside and create this uh, indoor outdoor shopping event. Uh, for the Christmas season. That's that's really fun. And this is a three-day event, right? Yeah. Well, actually, it's a full two days, Friday and Saturday. But we begin, I, I started when I came on board, I guess I had been doing it for probably two or three years. And I decided, let's have a preview party, just like Mistletoe and Moss, mm-hmm. right? So it would give the people in Sulphur, and anybody can come to it, we would like for more people in the Lake Charles area to come. And it's getting, we're getting a few more people that come to that event and to our shopping event. Uh, but I said, we could have a preview party. We could thank our sponsors that way. And we can have it catered, have some music. And we did that. And it was a super big hit. And so we've continued that every uh, year since then. A little something for everybody, that being more of an upscale, you know, yes. evening uh, event for people to get into the holiday spirit. And then the vendors at Holiday House, I mean, people can buy just about anything they can imagine, right? Yes. We we work pretty hard at trying to get different levels of pricing, um, interest, okay? It's really hard to find things for men. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I we try to find people that will have men's items, you know, because People are looking for that. Men so, are hard to shop for. And and some men are for, for sure. I'm right here. You're right there. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's we've we've tried to do that. We we work really hard on jurying our vendors and um, getting that going. We have some regulars though every year. And then so you obviously step outside of the house and then that's where you kind of take in the rest of the event, right? The the carriage rides on Pecan Street and the the lighting of the houses and the Christmas lights there, which I know you were telling us beforehand, you had a big part in, in making that kind of happen through the yeah, years. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, when we moved on to Pecan Street, my in-laws lived on Pecan Street and I always wanted that house. And so we'd been married, I think, eight years and the house came up for sale and so we bought it and then we started decorating it and um, slowly but surely everybody caught on and we had new younger couples move in and specifically we have Tina and Scotty Jacobs that um, we call them our Christmas elves and they really head up most of that now and um, because I'm busy with the festival and they they just have done a fine job and they help a lot of people on the street. And so from the from the house that you go in and have the vendors and the lights, and then you see the lights on Pecan Street, and then you can walk then to Under the Oaks and to the, the festival. And I think that's the, the one part that I really want to emphasize here is that this festival really is walkable, despite seeing all of the different sites that you can see. You, you're going to be able to – it's all foot traffic. It's like I'm – a scene out of a Hallmark movie, really it is, because um, we had carriage rides many years ago, then then they stopped doing it, and now we have Jill, who is uh, almost a ranch, and she's a former student of mine, as a matter of fact, and um, she came on board, and she does the carriage rides. I, I love the carriage rides. Like you said, it looks like a scene from a Hallmark movie, uh, and to make that even better at Christmas time, there's always a chance of snow. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. There Tell is. us about that. Pretty much 100% sure, okay? <laughs> uh, that will take place on, I think, um, Saturday night. It will be at 8.30 p.m. 
and it's by the pavilion and the the area that's all grassed. People just gather around there, and we let it snow. Very it's like cool. magic. Despite the weather, it might be warm. You know, sometimes here in Southwest Louisiana, we get seventy degree snow. We get yeah, exactly. Sometimes here in Southwest Louisiana. Christmas is a little toasty sometimes. It sure is. But uh, always a chance of snow there at Christmas under the oaks. I will tell you a little uh, secret, though. Yeah. Many years ago, it's been at least probably 15 years or more, we were actually having our festival, and it did snow. (laughs) It did snow. No need to turn on the snow machine. Yes, no need to have a machine. (laughs) And you'll be ready for that just in case. That'd be great. But that is something too important for those that may be coming from out of town in much colder climates. You know, this festival feels like the Christmas spirit in terms of what you see and feel, but you don't have to deal with the 30 degree weather very often with it. Not very often. I personally do not like it to be hot simply because, well, first of all, hot and Christmas to me, I just don't, I don't like that. But basically we usually have pretty, um, mild weather for the event and there have been many times when we've had downright cold to me the cold weather makes the shoppers want to come and buy it you feel festive so i could see that i actually pray and cross my fingers (laughs) for like at least 60 degree weather maybe High fifties. Okay. Cold so. weather makes people spend money. It makes it, them go shopping in, when the, in, you have in the Christmas a, an spirit. Event like that, yes, they do. Okay. The vendors see an in- increase in sales. That's great. So that's great. And and how do the vendors feel uh, about this event every year? They can always count on it, especially some of these vendors are um, really small businesses, right? Yes. Yes. And a lot of them, um, and some of them, you know, work out of their home and things like that. But we do have a lot of the same vendors that come back every year. Uh, for many years at a time. And then there's always people on a waiting list. You know, yeah, we really, I wish we could find room for more. I really have, I wish we could, because I think that we could have more than what we have, which we usually have around 38. Like I said, that's a a great problem to have. You have a waiting list of people wanting to participate in your event. Right. And if, if I even let the, the, um, we say that we close down at 8.30 each night. From It's from 10 to 8.30 on Friday and Saturday. But I, I personally stand at the gate for all closing. And I will close the gate to not let anybody in, but I won't run the shoppers out, you know, I, because they want the people to, to shop. Sure. So I, I do that. I think that's that's great. That's great for small businesses, especially to get that kind of exposure that they need. And then in addition to those types of vendors, there's also, as you were mentioning earlier, food trucks and a, a complete area for them to come and, and have multiple different options, which, you know, here in Southwest Louisiana, no shock, we've got a lot of really, really good, good food. food trucks. Yes. Uh-huh. And, you know, we have the food vendors. We take care of getting them on the city property, like I said, in the pavilion area. We also vet them as well. We don't want we don't want everybody to be serving the same thing. So we we do that. And then of course the carnival brings their own mm-hmm. food people. You know, I mean, I enjoy that foot long cor- corny dog, that hand dipped corn dog. Oh I'm my with gosh. you. And the funnel cakes. And the funnel cakes. So um, you know, I have to admit I do buy that. So <laughs> Well, you get a good bowl of gumbo because it's quote unquote gumbo weather. 
<laughs> and then you have that funnel cake. I mean, that's that's a, that's a pretty good meal. There's so much of this that is so community focused and community based, which may sound like it kind of limits the scope of maybe what the musical acts you guys bring in. But it's far from that. I mean, you've had acts like Wayne Toops even play as, as recent as last year. Right. And he'll be back this year. He will come uh, for Friday night. And um, let's see, he is going to perform from eight to nine on Friday night. And uh, we were slated to have Mark Chestnut. But as I mentioned to you earlier, he's ill. So we we're bringing in Little Texas and they will perform on Saturday night from seven to nine. That's our headliner for that night. That's we, fantastic. And we also have another um, person playing on uh, Saturday night earlier, and that will be Chase Tyler, and he'll be at 5 p.m. I can tell you, if you're from Louisiana and the and the very local region, you know Wayne Toops and the way that oh, he yeah. plays down a show. I mean, people come and they follow him it. all around the state to see it. So if you are not familiar with him, you've got to see him play at least once, and what a perfect time to come and enjoy this very hometown festival and, and do doing so. Because it's free. Okay. Which is the who, best time. Who doesn't love free, right? Absolutely. Okay, that's so, my favorite price. That's your favorite price. <laughs> we also have the Barb Orchestra that's going to be playing on the pavilion at 530 on Friday. The Sulphur High School Swing Choir will be playing at 1 p.m. on Saturday, I believe. And the Lewis, the W.W. Lewis, which is where I did all my teaching, their show choir will perform at 3.30. Cool. You'll be able so, to hear all the Christmas classics. That's right. And I know we mentioned the the Hallmark feel. I mean, that was a note that I that I really put down. When you look at the string lights and the way that the atmosphere feels in the Christmas lights, there really is that perfect, like if you're looking for a Christmas Instagram photo, right? Like this is the yeah, place to get it. Exactly. You wouldn't believe how many people, especially, well, even during the festival, they take pictures around the house because it's all dressed. You know, it's beautiful. And so they they take pictures. They come after the festival, before the festival. They take professional, you know, they get a professional photographer and take their family pictures. And then I've even had people ask, can we take a picture at your house? You know, yes, go right ahead. Speaking you know? of. Yeah. We, so. we might need some family photos on Pecan Street this year. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So if, so basically what I'm saying is if you're a, um, you know, early 30s uh, book writer from New York City who's struggling to get that next book out and you want to move to a small town and spend a Christmas festival and meet a local uh, maybe farmer or something at a perfect Christmas festival, this is the place for you. You've been watching too many Hallmark movies, I think. I tell you what, I, I watch them pretty much around the clock. Uh, <laughs> was that was that pretty good? Is that about the plot to almost all of them? I, I think that's pretty good. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, it could be it could be your reality if you come down to Christmas under oh, the oaks. I know you can you can act like you're living in a movie scene because it really does look like that. So as a matter of fact, I'm I'm jockeying to get them to come to our area. Um, Trying to make that happen. Hey, Hallmark. Hey, Hallmark. Listen up. We need you. <laughs> well, with events, too, that have kind of really made their mark in a community, I always like to know about past, future, present. So in the 21 years of this event's existence, where have you seen it really grown and where do you see it growing within the next few years? Well, I think that um, the quality of entertainment for our, our headliners is is 
of utmost importance, I would say, on Friday and Saturday night because that draws a good crowd. Once we get, and the parade is always, um, you know, parades, people love to come parade, so um, that's important as well. And then all of that for us, since we're the ones that started this many years ago, it's important for us because it helps us to sustain our museum. So I'm hoping that any, and as a matter of fact, I'd like to have a younger person come over and be the new me and get, you know, give new ideas and new life. I mean, we've tried lots of different things and they've worked, but maybe someone else has a better idea. I, you know, I don't corner the market on Christmas. So, uh, but I have a lot of volunteers that help. So um, that's been great. Where's it going from here? I'd like, I'd like to see more, even more entertainment come. I also would love to see uh, theater groups come and do like acts, you know, scenes from one of the plays like Oliver or, you know, Charles Dickens or you know anything with Christmas. I think that would be really cool on the pavilion. I've been asking for that for a few years. So well, maybe we can make it happen. I would love to make that happen. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time on the show and excited to, uh, now that we have little ones, to to start bringing them to the festivals where they can create those memories and, you know, um, what you guys do with um, Christmas Under the Oaks and the Holiday House is, is one of those that you really kind of circle, a hallmark memory of a childhood. There you go. <laughs> a hallmark of a childhood. Clever. <laughs> I, I see it. what you did there. I, I think that's one thing for people not only who live here in southwest Louisiana, but who travel, snowbirds who are coming down for the winter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They want a place that they can experience a little bit of everything, whether they're, you know, adults, child-free, maybe retired, and they want to do the the preview party, something that's a little fun, and you get dressed up for it. Yeah, and about the preview party, that's something that a lot of people shy away from because they think they have to dress up. You do not have to dress up for hours. Oh, you know, people come in jeans and a nice top or, you know, what have you. Some people do dress up a little bit more, but it's not cocktail. It's not, you know, a tux. It's not like that. So it's a very casual type of party. Um, I'd like to mention that tickets can be bought at the Henning House in Sulphur. And the cost is $35, but it includes your, you know, your food. We have the live music with Jairus Daigle. You know, we have that going. We have drinks, you know, soft drinks and beer or wine. So all of that's included in your ticket. So it's a really lovely evening. Have a cocktail, listen to the violin, do a little shopping. It's awesome. Sounds like a pretty good experience to me. Very good. Well, we appreciate you being on the show and and telling us about another wonderful Southwest Louisiana asset. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks again, Danita, for joining us here on the show. And thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please follow the podcast and leave us a rating or review. We really do appreciate it. Of course, that helps us grow our audience and further share the unique experiences Lake Charles and all of Southwest Louisiana has to offer. You can go over to visitlakecharles.org slash podcast for more episodes, where to eat, and events happening this weekend. I'm Jillian Quarter. And I'm Brady Raynard. Thanks again for coming play at Louisiana's Playground. Set you.